Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello everyone, how are you? This is Taryn and this is Just Like You, episode number 17. I'm on a little early today because my guest wants to make sure she can get on okay, but we are here every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and here is my guest right now. Let's see if I can get you on here, D-Mad. D-Mad, can you see me? Donna, yay! Hey, we made it. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Good, honey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yay! Excited, I get excited to be on the show. Yay! There's your birthday, boo, she's on the show. She's saying hi to oh. you. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Ursula. <laughs> so, I was just letting everyone know we are here 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday, just like you, everyday people, amazing stories. If you have a story, and we know you do, and we know you do, please get in contact with me. I'd love to have you on the show. This show is about positivity, positive vibes. We have lots going on in our world today, and I just think it's great to showcase so many amazing people doing so many amazing things. Um, I just, you know, super appreciate Donna you coming on the show and if anybody out there I think um one of one of my other colleagues I think uh, Amy is, is on and Amy and actually um I think that might be her that just joined but Amy and, and you D-Mad you guys got to connect because she's actually you guys are both actually great people to know you guys got to connect um oh awesome yeah so uh like I was saying, yeah, if you have a story and we know you do, please get in contact with me. I'd love to have you on the show. We are booking guests now for 2021, so I'm excited about that. Um, the show is going awesome, going great, and I'm just, I am just just appreciate it. And, yeah, I'm looking for a few good men, too, so some men to be on the show as well. So I'm looking for, forward to having more men in 2021 because, uh, you know, they're, they have inspiring stories, too. So we want to hear from you guys. So D-Mad. Okay, so guys, D-Mad and I go way back to our, yes. our LA roots. Donna, um, let's see, has seen me laugh, has seen me cry, has seen me, uh, everything in between, I think, D-Mad, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, we go way back. Yeah, we go. Many, many years. We were, we were neighbors literally across the hall from each other in our, in our apartment building. In our, in our apartment building in West Hollywood, California. And now we have both moved on to, to brighter pastures, but we won't forget um, our LA upbringing. And so Donna's been a great friend to me. 
and she's also super, super talented. I'm going to let you, um, Donna, share your story. But I, again, just anybody who has any questions for us, definitely let us know in the comments section. And uh, Donna, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how it goes, but. Um, I'm ready. Hello, Lucia. Um, go ahead and start us out. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yes. Uh, well, like Taryn was saying, uh, we were both neighbors in LA. And I think about eight years ago, I moved to New York City. So I live and work in New York. Um, but my journey actually started in uh, California. I grew up in Fontana, which is about an hour east of LA. And I always had an interest in the film industry since I was a little kid. I think my first memory actually was uh, going to the theater, I don't even remember what movie or what theater it was, but I just remember walking in and I think the movie had already started or maybe there was trailers or something, but I just remember seeing the track lighting on the floor and everything's dark and I must have been like three or four and just kind of be fascinated by the fact that like everything's dark except these little lights and then get to sit and look at this big screen with all these images and... Hey, Amy, Amy, just kind of Amy, my friend, Amy, who I said, you got to connect with. She just joined us, Donna. You guys got to connect. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes, we'll definitely connect afterwards. Um, And so that's sort of where it started. I think, you know, there was something about watching a story play on screen that really just kind of fascinated me. And the more I went to the movies, the more I wanted to be a part of the film industry. I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I just knew that I wanted to be a part of it. And as I got older, I, I wanted to, but I wasn't sure how to say it because I, I come from, you know, I'm first generation. Both of my parents are from Mexico. And so it's very kind of conservative. And generally speaking, you want your kids to you know, go to school, get an education, but it's generally to get some sort of like a, a, a different career, you know, mm-hmm. a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Um, nobody really says, you know, we want you to go into the arts. And it's not necessarily because they think art is a bad thing or create, you know, a creative field is a bad thing. It's really more because, um, you know, my parents sacrificed a lot. They worked really hard to, you know, buy a house here and raise four kids and make sure that we got the right education. And so it was just like, if you go to college and you become either a doctor or a lawyer or some kind of profession that's like that, uh, it's a guarantee of social mobility. Mm. You know, if if someone says my daughter or my son is a, a doctor, then, you know, they went to college, they went to med school, they have a license to practice. It's, 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 there's a lot of weight behind that word. Whereas if you say my kid, you know, my son, my daughter works in the arts or works in the creative field, it doesn't carry that much weight. You know, it it doesn't really imply all those things of like education and and social mobility and and not that you can't have that, but it's not something that most immigrant families think of. And so part of me was I really wanted to pursue uh, a career in, in film. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to make my parents proud. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of like figuring out how to do that. And so I wasn't sure. Um, I, you know, I grew up in Fontana. I don't have any family that's in the film industry whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So even 
like who would I reach out to sort of like mentor me or to talk about like, is this feasible? Like, or should I just not even try? And so I decided to uh, pursue law instead. So I graduated from high school. I was going to uh, UC Riverside and I was studying English at the time. I was an English major and um, the idea was I was going to graduate from UCR, apply to law school and become some kind of a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But uh, that itch of wanting to be in the film industry wasn't going away. And so it was at that pivotal moment, I think, like, towards my beginning of my sophomore year, it's like, okay, I could either go this way, even though I'm not sure mm. what's going to happen, or if I'll end up being happy, or, you know, like, mm. what if I go through all this, become a lawyer, and I feel miserable, and I'm stuck, because I've just spent so much time and money pursuing this, this career. Mm or I can actually go for it and see what happens. Uh, both of them were unknowns, but I felt like if I pursued a film career, at least I knew that I was doing something that I really wanted mm -hmm. to do. That was, you know, my passion. And so I just decided, I uh, decided to transfer to another university that had a film program. I went to UC Santa Cruz, which is in Northern California, sort of South of San Francisco. Okay. Um, I told my parents they were not yeah. too keen on they were, yeah that they were not too keen on the idea uh they didn't like it because one again it's like you're gonna study film what are you gonna do with this film degree like what what can you do with it you know and 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 you're going away you know because riverside is probably like twenty twenty five minutes drive from my parents house so I was just commuting and the idea of going to Santa Cruz it's like I can't commute it's a six-hour drive from Fontana all the way to Santa Cruz so I obviously I had to move out and move to the dorms and generally speaking first generation conservative Latin family and me being a woman that doesn't happen you know they weren't they weren't against it they weren't flat out no but they they were they were worried about me going off into the world and sort of like without them being around yeah. um but you know they 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 were understanding they knew that you know i i that i really wanted to do this that this was important to me and that it meant a lot to me i think they were more worried yeah. about you know what was going to happen to me while i was up there um because you know if something happens mom and dad are right. not going to be there yes and 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 what am I going to do once I'm done? What can I do with this mm -hmm. degree that says that I'm graduating with film and digital arts? Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the same as yeah. like an English degree or a degree in physics or chemistry or something like that. It's literally like, what does that, you mm -hmm. know, what does that mean? You know, am, am I going to go work at, you know, Blockbuster, which was around at the time or something like that? You know, like what what can you do with this, mm -hmm. with this degree? And so... They just kind of like, we're like, okay, if this is really what you want to do, um, go for it. And so I transferred over to UC Santa Cruz. That I did my... By the way, it was, I'm sorry? That was cranberry juice. It wasn't red wine. I just oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're having red wine without me? You didn't tell me that we could have commented, GMAT, I can relate. My immigrant Greek parents had the same mindset. 
Yeah. So they, so they know exactly what, what I'm talking yeah. about. It's just sort of like, you know, just being very protective mm -hmm. and, and want, and not um, wanting you to leave too far from the nest and not so much because of a, definitely not from a um, controlling aspect. It's just, it's the unknown, you know, and, and, and just afraid of, you know, something happening and then not being there to, to help you. Right. Um, Ursula said Blockbuster, you took it way back. I did. <laughs> I did. I just, that, I guess that dates me quite a bit, but you know, when I graduated, Blockbuster was sort of on the decline. So it wasn't that, that, that long ago, but you know, it was so, a little while ago. So how did you kind of get over that hurdle then? You know, we're going into, um, you know, the um, advice you kind of, you know, what did you learn? What lessons did you learn? How did you get over that hurdle from, okay, so here I was going to a local college, uh, pursuing mm -hmm. something that I thought my family wanted me to do to, okay, kind of, you know, bucking the trend a little bit and going now telling your parents you want to move to a different place and you want to do a new, um, you know, you want to study in the film industry, you know, what kind of things or how did you, what lessons did you learn from kind of, you know, taking that leap? And I'm sure, you know, you're also the, I don't know if you said it or not, but you're also the oldest. So yes. you're the first one and, you know, that was their first time, obviously having somebody to, you know, uh, that's going to jump off the, off the bridge, if you will. So how did, how did you learn, you know, what lessons did you learn there? Um, I learned that it's okay to take risks. Ah, okay. uh, cause, and that to trust your gut, because uh, my gut feeling was like, we have to try this. I didn't okay. know what was going to happen. But I think sometimes you just have to take that risk. Um, and also just sort of trusting yourself. Oh. Like if this is really something that I want to do, then, then I'm going to go for it and I'm going to put in the work, you know, I would say as well. It's just like, yeah. if you really want to do something, you know, and in your heart of hearts, you know that this is what you really want to do, mm -hmm. pursue it, but don't, um, you know, tiptoe over it, like really, really go for it, really give it your all because this might be that door that opens up. And if you don't really, you know, go through it and put all your efforts into it, that opportunity might go away. Yeah. You know, had I not um, decided and decided, had I not made the choice to go to Santa Cruz and was just like, you know what, I'm just going to, I said I was going to be a lawyer and I'm just going to stick with it. You know, I don't know what life, would do I would have yeah uh, yeah and I and it, it I don't know if I'd be as happy mm -hmm. as I am today I like trying uh, I, I think that you know that's something that we as women you know we 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 definitely kind of, um you know have a hard time doing that sometimes right like trusting our gut yeah I know even you and I we have conversations sometimes about should I send this should I do that is this the right thing to say and and it's um it's challenging. So it's like with that trust your gut moment, you know, decided really theoretically the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it obviously you took a good, uh, you, you did took a good leap of faith, if you will. Um, and so it's turned out. So let everyone kind of know a little bit about, you know, now a little bit about what you're doing and how that risk kind of risk, if you will, uh, paid off, paid off. Yeah. Um, so now I, I'm, I'm 
pursuing, I've been an assistant editor for quite some time and I'm trying to make the jump into editing here in New York and I've been cutting some short films and I've been, uh, I've gotten additional editor credit on some films, on some independent films that I, so I've gotten experience on editing on actual features and on smaller projects. And I think the thing of just sort of, had I not mm -hmm. taken the risk, I, I don't think I would have ever moved to New York. I've always wanted to live here. And I literally got the opportunity because through working in LA as an assistant editor, I met so many people that started their journey in New York and moved to LA. And it was through them that I was able to make contacts and meet with people out here in New York. And then I think it was like in 2012, I think I told you, I was like, I think I'm going to move to New York. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to see what happens. And again, it was just another like risk, another like leap of faith because, um, I was living in LA and they weren't going to, generally speaking, my job is freelance. So it's very hard to find work on the other side of the country if you're not there. And so it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to move out here. I'm going to get an Airbnb for about a month and a half and try to get an apartment and try to find a job. And I figured it it was it was scary because I didn't really have any friends out here. I didn't know anybody. It was just based off connections through email chains that my friends, you know, introduced me to people out here in New York. But I always I felt the same way. I felt like if I didn't do this now, like I'm never gonna do it. Yeah. You know, another another door open and if I don't go through this door, it's gonna close and, and that's it. There's never gonna be and I, there's never going to be a perfect scenario where some opportunity presents itself and it's exactly how you dreamed it would right. be. And it's yeah. literally just pack your suitcase and go and, you're, and everything's going to be fine. There's always uh, a little bit of a risk factor. Nothing's, mm -hmm. you know, nothing in life is perfect. So you can't expect an opportunity to be absolutely perfect. Yeah, and I think, I remember you doing that. I remember you going out there and living. I felt like you had a roommate or something at the beginning. Didn't you have a roommate? Yeah, so I did have a roommate. I was uh, I was renting a room from yeah. uh, my good friend Lauren, who uh, she actually moved to Australia. My friend Laura, and but she had a a room, an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. She was renting out a room through Airbnb, and I rented it for like a month and a half. So, I so mean, I guess you know, just thinking about all, so it's it, it's interesting because I'm listening, and I've never really had this conversation with you before. But you know, you're very um, humble. You know, you were t we were been talking today about you coming on the Instagram live and, you know, you're very quiet. And I think it's very interesting that for someone so humble and so quiet, you took those big risks. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you're, I guess was that calculated risk, but it was still a risk. And so I guess my question is, you know, there's someone out there, DMAD, who's like you, who's humble and yeah, quiet, yet thinking about taking a big risk, you know? Yeah. And to them, I would say, go for it. You know, you only live once. And sometimes you just feel it and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, if I don't do this, it's not, it's never going to happen again, yeah. you know, and, and some, and you just have to take it. it. I didn't know, you know, both times I didn't, you know, when I was thinking of transferring to UC Santa Cruz and actually pursuing this, I didn't know what was going to come of it. I didn't, you know, know if I, I would end up studying and being in Santa Cruz and after the first semester and just thinking, oh my God, I made the worst mistake of my life. Or if I came out here and in, in, to New York and, and not 
been able to find an apartment or been able to find work. But to me, it always felt like, well, I could always go back. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like if, if, if I failed, it's okay. I could start over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I always felt like I can live with the, fail- the failure, but I couldn't live not trying it. Like, I didn't want to look back and be like, I should have tried. You know, I didn't want the regret. I could live with, like, doing it and it not working out, but I can't live with not trying. So the question on- And so that's sort of what- Oh, can you hear me? Uh, a little bit. You're sort of breaking up. I think I'm freezing up. But can you hear me okay? Okay. So, so yeah, I can hear you now. The question on the table is now several years in and having credits behind your name, what does your family think now? Um, they're very supportive <laughs> and, and they're very happy for me that, that, that it all worked out. I think my, my mom was, especially my mom, I think was really worried. She was just kind of worried of like, how am I going to make a living? How am I going to survive? Especially, um, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but in, in, in film, it's, it's very, it's freelance. So it's not, it's not like you work for a company and, and you're working, you know, 365 days out of the year or you know 52 weeks out of the year it's just like it's from project to project so you're constantly looking for work so as 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 soon as you're almost done with one project you sort of start looking for the next job and so my mom was very much worried about that in the beginning but I think now that I've been doing this for so long she sort of understands that yeah and is comfortable with it because she knows that, that I can do this. And so I think in the beginning, they were just sort of nervous because it's not, you know, it, it's not something that most, you know, conservative families really want their kids to pursue. And also the fact that it's kind of like freelance, they're like, okay, well now you're in it. But so you work on this thing for nine months and then you got to look for another job, you know, <laughs> that kind of a thing. But um, I think now they're, they're okay with it and they, sort of understand it now through through the years and me sort of like talking about work and stuff so what kind of things so we got you know we got trust your gut we mm-hmm. got take risks and so i think about you know some i've heard some people say that you um you know you should when you take a risk you should kind of get your boat closer to the dock i guess you know how they say like get your boat closer to the dock before you dump off the dock or whatever what things would you tell someone to do who might be interested in the industry to get them closer to the dock? To the dock? Um, um, I think so that they can it would be that, just to sort of... That calculated risk, if you will. I think it would be to just sort of trust and, and, and to try the, to like... A boat closer to the dock. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Terry. You're kind of breaking up. Did you say closer to the... Okay, closer to the dock. Um, I think I would probably say to just... Go ahead. Kind of like reach out. Try to see if there's something in your area that you can... um, You're breaking up. We're both breaking up now, Donna, again. Oh, we're both breaking up? Okay. Um, I think I think I heard what you said about putting the boat closer to the dock. Uh-huh. Is that was the? Mm-hmm. I I think I would say, you know, 
to try to reach out, try to like, if, if it's a younger person, maybe go to school and mm -hmm. pursue a film degree, you're going to meet lots of different people, you know, talk to your professors, they might know someone who they can, you know, reach out to and for you to speak with and, mm -hmm. and sort of get a feel for what it is. And also, and if you already graduated from college and you're sort of like thinking about it, then the next thing would be, I would say, is if you're in an area that has like film festivals, there's always, you know, that's always a great outlet to a great place to tap into and see if you can speak to somebody who, you know, works at a festival and talk to them about how that works, you know, how they come up with a lineup and things like that. And they might know someone who knows someone. It's really just sort of like outreaching and, and trying to gain as much knowledge as, as you can. And then depending on where you live, it, I mean, New York and LA are probably the bigger ones that have an, an, an industry, but it's not just those two places. I mean, uh, Louisiana has a really good uh, industry as well. So if they're if you're like in the New Orleans area, there's a, there's definitely a film industry there. Atlanta has a huge film industry now, and visual effects facilities. So it's it's really just sort of, you know, I would try if you're not in New York or in LA or any of those areas, try locally and then sort of expand from there. And, so and if you're if you are willing and 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 have the resources just think about maybe moving to one of these areas that has a has an industry if you really wanted to to pursue so the next question dmad i think that's a that's a good answer the next question we have on the table which i think is a good one too how does the mm -hmm. um, how has the industry treated you as a woman do you see equal opportunity um or is that coming still I, it, it's it is I mean, it's it's still coming, mm -hmm. but I think it's better now than it was before. When I first started, you know, the first maybe four or five years, um, I was usually the only woman no. in the room. Okay. Um, sometimes there'd be another one and there'd be two of us. But I'd say in the last, you know, five or six years, there's been lots of women that are now in the industry and um i actually just finished this independent film where it was pretty much all of us were women except for the director so everyone okay. else was was a woman so there's definitely i think people are are much more open to it and there's more women and i think that you should just you know really just go for it and you know, if, if you're a woman, try to reach out to other women that are in the industry in that particular field that you want to enter, whether it's in, you know, I'm in editing, but maybe you want to be in, you know, production and maybe you want to work in, um, you know, be a director of photography or be a director or be a writer. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, try to see if you can meet with other women and, and talk to them and talk to them about their journey and how they got there and, and um connect with as many women as possible I think and also there are a lot of men too that are very encouraging that like you know oh, that are not okay. like having women in the in the, uh, in the in the cutting room or in the writer's room and and are very um, pro-women and are trying to get more women in so I, I, I there's definitely a change and and that's good and I think as years pass it'll though you'll see more and more uh, women and, and representation of minorities. I think. I think the conversations are started. People are are 
uh, very in encouraging and, and very supportive. So DMAD, I know you're not going to believe this, but you have mm -hmm. almost made it through. We have five more minutes. DMAD was worried. Wow. Like I said, she's so quiet and humble. And I told her it's going to go fast because she's talking with me. So DMAD, in the last five minutes, yeah. anything else you want people Oh, you kind of broke up a little bit there, Taryn. Sorry. I said, anything else you want people um, to know about you and what? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit weird right now with the pandemic in mm -hmm. terms of what the future holds, but I, I find, I think I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I think there's definitely opportunity there. Um, obviously everybody's sort of thinking what, what it'll be like post COVID. Um, but I think it, it'll, you know, there's always a change, you know, film, the film industry changes a lot. You know, we went from, you know, just being a silent film to having sound to color to visual effects. And now, you know, we can tell pretty much any story in a really vivid and, you know, the sound, everything mm -hmm. is just like so much better now, I think with technology and, and just, with the creative process, I think we, it's sort of unlimited of what kind of stories can be told. So I think for me, I'm just sort of, I'm excited for what's coming along. I'm excited to be able to move on to editing full time. And I'm excited to be able to try to do my best and tell stories that people can relate to. And I think, you know, it's going to be interesting in the years to come, especially after, after COVID, I think it'll be interesting how people, the stories that are going to come out, you know, how people are going to talk about, you know, the human experience and stuff. So I'm, I'm really, I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it'll, I think it'll be good. So another comment, make sure you mention you are an absolute foodie and know all the restaurants in Brooklyn and Midtown. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Donna is an absolute foodie and does know all the restaurants in Brooklyn and Midtown. I mean, she knows all the restaurants like everywhere. She comes here and tells me where I should eat. So, yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am a bit of a foodie. But that's um, good. We so, and uh, yeah, I don't, I'm looking forward to actually when all the restaurants can pop up and and I can visit them all and try new things and socialize with folks again. Can you hear me, D Mad? Uh, I. You yeah. broke up a little. I know. I'm looking forward to trying all the restaurants too. All of them um, in New York, Chicago, everywhere I go. We're, we're both looking forward to traveling again because we, we travel together as well. So I think, you know, that's another yes. thing that the future holds for both of us is getting back out there and hopefully getting, getting to travel. So on our, you know, yes, fingers crossed. I know, I know, I know, I know, fingers crossed. We want, we want to be safe, but we also are, you know, are ready to get out. Well, I just, DMAT, I just want to thank you. Like I said, I mean, you made it through. I think you have a really great story because I do think you're humble. I think you're super smart. Um, I think you're talented. I think you're all those things. And, you know, um, you know, you, uh, you definitely just keep a low, you know, a low, a low uh, profile, I guess, for all the amazing yeah. work that you do. So, I think, you know, thank you for coming on the show. I thank you for, you know, the courage to come on the show and share your story. 
And I hope thank you. Thank you for having me. If there's someone else out there, you know, what we got from Donna's story is, you know, to, 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 to take those risks, you know, trust your gut. Um, she had some things that, you know, she had a, someone, uh, Amy said, you inspire us because. Uh, oh, thank you, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to have to. That's for sure. Um, both you guys are great. So anyone else gave you the praying hands and the heart. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's so, much appreciated. I'm really glad that I, I, I did this. I was so nervous. You were nervous, but I said, you had the conversation with me, and we have 20 conversations a day, DMAP. That's true. That's true. But you were doing some great things, and there's some people out there that, you know, are like you, like, you know, super talented, humble, but don't know how to take that risk, right? So I hope we've inspired yeah. people to, you know, to take that risk, to get the boat close to the dock, and to, you know, not necessarily, you know, we're not saying, like, you know, buck your family's rules or whatever. But we are saying that have that gut that tells you, you know, there's something that you want to do or be that you can do or be that, you know? And so, yeah, it, that's the exciting part about life. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I, and I think it, it's, you know, it's important. It's, it's important to be close to your family, but it's also important to be your, your true self. And if your true right. self is telling you to, to pursue something, then, you know, trust your gut and, and, and go for it. Yeah, and that's what, you know, that's really what, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. Trust your gut and go for it and be your true self because that's what this show is about, is about positivity, trusting your gut, being authentic, and being your true self. So with that, Definitely. I'm going to say, I'm going to sign off here. Again, this is Just Like You, Everyday People, Amazing Stories. If you have a story or know someone who does, please get in contact with me. I'd love to have you as a guest. D-Matt, I'm going to call you in a few minutes. I love you, okay. as always. Love you, too. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for everyone to tuning in. Thank you. Everybody's giving you thumbs up and prayer hands and hearts and all that good stuff. So awesome. love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you, too. Bye. Yes. Everyone. Bye.